This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. David Cruz with the Comstock Report. What a legacy Iowa farm looks like. Some people like to read abstracts of farms. I think they are fascinating. There's a lot of history in them. They used to put in lots of historical details that get omitted today. I farm a farm owned by an aunt that was first purchased by my great-great-grandfather, Frederick Cruz, in 1896. That means I'm harvesting the family's 127th crop from this farm in Clay County, Iowa. He was born in Bad Doberan, Mecklenburg Province, Germany in 1832 and emigrated to the United States in 1865. I have mentioned that we are friends with a German family from Dresden that we meet every two years somewhere in the world, Alaska this summer. When in Germany a number of years ago, they took us up to Mecklenburg Province in northeast Germany to a bed and breakfast in the forest. You walk down a path through the woods and suddenly you emerge on the coast looking at a spectacular view of the Baltic Sea. I spent a very pleasant day there on the beach. The place was Heilingendam. It is a German seaside resort founded in 1793. It is the oldest seaside spa in continental Europe. Heilingendam is part of the town Bad Doberan. I did not find out that my great-great-grandfather was born there until after being there. Iowa became a state in 1846, but it took a while before the western portion of the state was populated. Our 163-acre family farm was homesteaded in 1875 by another family who paid the U.S. government $8. It changed hands a few times before my great-great-grandfather bought it for $7,500 in 1896. He only lived another couple of years, after which it was inherited by his wife and other family members before my great-grandfather inherited it. He put the only mortgage on it in 1910. It was for $2,000 and 5% interest paid off in 1915. My grandfather then inherited it as did eventually my father and aunt upon his passing. There are not a lot of farms in Iowa that have been owned and farmed by the same family for 127 years. When I speak of legacy farms, that is what I mean. According to the CPI calculator, $7,500 in 1896 paid for the farm would have had the same buying power as $272,938 today. Considering the farm valued at $21,000 an acre, it would be worth $3.423 million. In other words, owning the farm beat the heck out of inflation over the last 127 years. Thank you, Frederick. I have noted that most farm purchases done here locally recently have been bought by legacy farms, which are continuing enterprises who farm adjoining land. The higher interest rate has been slow by becoming a factor. These legacy family farms have made it through two economic depressions, the one in the 1920s and 30s and the second in the 1980s, and are the financial bedrock of the rural economy and communities. My grandfather bought another farm in 1950 for $44,000 that I grew up on, which my brother and I later inherited. They took out a 20-year $24,000 mortgage on it when purchased. It was paid off in 1970. This was my 50th crop season and our farms were somehow blessed with rain, averaging over an inch each week all summer, that others did not get in Iowa. I sold my 311 acres of corn to a dairy grower for silage and the field average appraised at 261 bushel per acre. This is a record average yield for corn for me. 
The half section was appraised in four quadrants with the yield ranging from 232 to 280 bushel per acre. There were a few smaller ears and samples of some tip back, so the crop did not escape the heat entirely. I said that I thought that I had 300 bushel per acre yield potential. We may have been able to find some 300 bushel per acre corn somewhere in the best yielding quadrant. This farm was enrolled in Randy Dowdy and David Hula's world record holders for corn and soybean yields total acre program with pretty intense precision management. This comes with a higher cost, having used manure, biologics, micros, and ground-applied fungicides. We're doing a cost analysis, but we should have gotten the yield that we got. The highest yielding portion of the farm was the one that we have farmed the longest, 1953. I have soybeans this year on my great-great-grandfather's farm, which is the family farm with the highest historical soybean yield. The flash drought-like end to the growing season will test the subsoil moisture holding capacity of this farm. I have confidence that it can come through. My great-great-grandfather somehow knew how productive the tile could make these heavy soils. I do not think that the chance is available to buy such land in Germany, which was mostly held by the aristocracy there. That was as good of a reason as any to come to America to buy a farm. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.